Thank you. So we're, uh, I just want to give it to you and uh, not waste any time. I want to give you as much time as possible. Um, we were introduced, I guess, <laughs> but not too long. It's been about, uh, about 15 years ago, I believe, and uh, the first time that we met, and um, we probably thought we knew what we were doing then, and um, we didn't. But it, <laughs> we probably thought we knew some stuff, and we didn't, and we still don't. But we're figuring some stuff out, and uh, uh, we're learning and humbling ourselves before the Lord to show us. And, and we ju it's an honor to have you guys here today, and we just love you, and we esteem you, and uh, we pray for you and lift you up. And, and uh, you've never ministered here. Um, I've been where you have, but... Uh, several times, but you've never ministered here. We we were kind of waiting on the day when yeah, that yeah. would happen. I, yeah. um, I was I've been praying about yeah, that yeah. for years, and this year the Lord said it's time, and yeah, He told you, and He told me. So, yeah. Amen. So God's got something planned, and we just love you. Yeah, Come amen. on now. Thank you, Lord. Amen. amen. Thank you, Pastor. Yes, sir. Amen. All right. Well, it's a joy to be with you this morning. Been looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, we've been in ministry 41 years. So, uh, started pastoring our first church when I was 1975. So, uh, of course, I only pastored for about eight and a half years and had four different churches. And then the Lord called me and did evangelistic work. Now, he, he, said, he said he knew I was short, but I ain't that short. I tell you that. I've grown since you've seen me last. I've grown. <laughs> see, he, he knew I was short, but see, I've grown since you've last seen me. That's, that's good. Though. That's, that may be, that's right, just right, right there. <laughs> Amen. Jenny, would you stand up and say a word? <coughs> I didn't say you could come over here. I said you didn't say a word. It is good to be with you today, and I appreciate Brother Brian and Nicole inviting us. And uh, it's been uh, uh, good to know them and pray with, with them. And uh, I ask God to bless each and every one of you. Uh, Pastor come over a while ago and said that I had a word. Well, maybe I do. The Lord, the Lord recently showed me well, a dream that I had about let your heart, let not your heart be troubled. And I woke up that morning, and the, and I found it in John 14. It's manifests twice in John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. And later, it I had it come up. Have faith in God, which is in Mark 11:22. And so um, I guess my word is to you. To always have faith in God because you're always going to need to use your faith every day for the, for your, the rest of your life. We can't let up in using our faith. Amen. God bless Amen. you all. Amen. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, I want to say this. You were led by the Spirit to have me this year and not before. Because around January, I had a vision. I had two visions in a row, and I saw a church I was going to go to. Then I had a vision of this church. 
The reason I know it was this church is because it's got those two posts in it. <laughs> I saw those two posts and saw this service today. And I was asking Jenny after I had the vision, I said, have we been to a church with two posts in it? She said, no. I said, well, we're going to a church with two posts in it. <laughs> right there they are. But, but I, I knew it was this church, though. But it was the, the will of the Lord. You know, you, you always are to be led by the Spirit. He knows what he's doing. He knows what. Uh, I never asked pastors to invite me to church. I never have in all my 41 years of ministry. I always waited for them to ask me because I want them to be led by the Spirit. I don't want to go ministering anywhere that the Lord ain't leading me to go because I don't want to waste people's time. The people's time is important, and, and if the pastor's supposed to be preaching, he's the one that's supposed to be preaching, not me. But today, I do know that I'm supposed to be here. So turn your Bibles, if you would, to Matthew chapter 12. I'm going to minister from uh, on a subject called the deposits of the heart. Now, I'm not going to say anything that your pastor hadn't preached or ministered on before, but I'm going to bring out some things the way the Lord has put in my own heart. It's important to understand spiritual laws. There are natural laws and there are spiritual laws. Unless you understand spiritual laws, you'll never have victory in your life. Now, I can honestly say I enjoy victory. I live in victory. I love, I love serving God. I love living. But it's because I understand spiritual laws, and I, I operate in these spiritual laws and spiritual principles, and because of it, you keep victory in your life. Now, I have to make adjustments, and I have to make tune-ups, and I have to do certain things, but yet I, I know to do it as I'm led by the Spirit. But I want to minister on deposits of the heart. But thank you, Pastor, for inviting us today. And I'll say this, you got a wonderful pastor. You really do. Been knowing him a long time. And I know Brother Gene, he talks a lot about you. And, uh, but they got wonderful spirits. They love you and they love ministering. And they love being pastors. And uh, you, you, you're blessed to have somebody that loves you and prays for you and cares for you. They're not professional ministers. They're people who love God. They're called of God and they love God. You know, professional ministers just have a message, go home, and they don't care about you the rest of the week. But I know they pray for you and lift you up in prayer and call your names out and, and always concerned about you, watching over you in the spirit realm, you know. And, and you can do that, too, through prayer, through praying and interceding uh, for people. For I minister that, I'll give you an example. Uh, about a, only been about three weeks ago I was in the spirit and all of a sudden I saw a pastor I know and I saw him and his wife going down a road they shouldn't go down and in the vision I kept hollering to him don't go down that road don't go down that road don't go down that road and I, you know life is full of decisions you can make a good decision and it'll bless you you make another decision and it can cause a lot of trouble in your life Anyway, I, I, so I, I, after I had the, the vision, I went and talked to him, and I told him, I said, whatever you do, make sure you pray it out real good and be led by the Spirit. Because there's something up the road, there's something coming in your life where you're going to have an opportunity to go this way or that way. And I said, but you need to be led by the Spirit. Wait until you know that you know that you know that you know it's God. You see... I don't even go out and buy a car unless I pray it out real good. Because one thing, I don't want car payments, right? right. 
car drives better without pavements, I can tell you that. <laughs> I don't care what it looks like, it drives better, and I have to do a lot of driving. And, but I always know inside when I'm supposed to, I don't go by what I see on the outside, I go by what I feel on the inside. And, and, God, and I, could, I could give you some really good illustrations of that. Uh, but it's, if you'll be led by the Spirit, I'll guarantee you this, He'll always lead you in the right way to go, you know. And a lot of these salesmen won't, but God will, I can tell you that. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 33. Uh, the Bible says, Jesus starts talking about, now this is Jesus talking about, he starts out talking about a tree. So I'm going to insert this in verse 33. What a, what a tree drinks and what a tree eats will either make the tree good and its fruits good or else the tree corrupt and its fruits corrupt for the tree is known by its fruits see a lot of people don't realize but trees eat and drink you know water and minerals and then he start in verse 34 he, he starts talking about people he said old generation of vipers how can you be an evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks Verse 35, he starts talking about a good man. A good man out of the good treasures or the good deposits of his heart bring forth good things, and an evil man of the evil treasures brings forth evil things. In verse 36, but I say unto you that every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give an account of there in the day of judgment. Verse 37, for by thy words shall thou be justified, and by the words thou shalt be condemned. Notice the word he uses, words, not just word, but words, see, words. So the deposits of the heart. Let us pray. Our Father, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We're so grateful to be in your presence. We're so grateful, Lord, for the fellowship that you, you give to us, that rich, deep fellowship we have with you. And Father, today I pray the Holy Spirit would guide each and every one of us. And anybody who has to make some kind of decision, Father, I pray the Holy Spirit would guide them and lead them and help them to make the right decision through the wisdom of God. Now, Father, may your blessings be upon this pastor and family and upon the, this ministry, Lord, and this work of God that you have here. May the blessings of God be upon every person a part of this ministry and anybody in this service today, Lord, we're going to praise you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus said, what goes in the tree makes the tree. It makes good fruit where it can make bad fruit. And then when he moved to, he says, what go, he says how can an evil man out of the evil deposits of his heart uh, bring forth good things. He, can't, he said he can't do it because out of the abundance of the heart, what that man put in him comes out. I was at a church in Troy recently and this, the pastor had bought a, a, a vacuum cleaner and the salesman gave her a warranty on it and promised to die almost if it, he didn't honor his warranty. And then when the Vacuum cleaner <laughs> killed it. He had a, had a ten year warranty on it. It went dead in two years. <laughs> and she was asking me, "Why did he lie to me?" I said, "Because his heart was full of it." <laughs> did you know that? If a person's heart is full of deception, that's all they can do is deceive, and that's the reason people are so good at it. 
They're professional deceivers. And they can deceive you and con you out of your money and con you out of everything you got. Well, you see, some people open the door to lying spirits. And these spirits get in their emotional realm or get in them and help them to lie and help them. And they're so good at it that you can't discern it with your own natural five senses. You have to only can discern it through the Holy Spirit. You only know it's there because either after they took advantage of you or because the Holy Spirit showed it to you. So, so, so you, have to, you need to be, always be careful and be led by the Spirit. Now, that's a little issue, and it don't really hurt you that much if you, your little vacuum cleaner goes out, you know. But, but you see, it was the point that he lied to her and gave her a written contract that he didn't honor. So, so you, know, you, you know, you see, that's the way life is. But you've got to make the best of it and go on. Now, he went on and says, A good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things. Now, the reason people have a lot of joy and have a lot of joy in their heart is because they fill their heart up with joyful thoughts, joyful things, joyful thinking. Now, you, you're going you're to see all kinds of things around you that will try to stop you or try to cause you not to have joy. But see, it's what goes in my heart that makes me the person I am is what I deposit in my heart that causes me to be the way I am and give me the kind of energy I have or causes me to be depressed. You see, out of the abundance or the uh, deposits. Now, let me say this. It's not one or two thoughts going in your mind that's going to make you the person you are. It's not a one or two bad confessions. Or saying something negative is going to cause you to be depressed or things go wrong. It's what you deposit day after day after day after day after day that makes you the person that you are. Strong, weak, full of joy, or depressing, depressed. It depends on the kind of deposits you put in your heart. You see, Adam and Eve did not just go and pick the fruit off of that tree the first day. We don't know how long it was. But we do know this. They went up to that tree and they looked at that tree because the Bible records it. That they sat there and looked at it and said, Man, that, that fruit, oh boy, that would be good. Oh, that would be good. I bet that would taste good. It sure does look good. It don't matter they got all these other trees they can eat from. They had to go to this one tree and sit there and look at it and think about it and talk about it and keep on and keep on. And you know what they did? Through a period of time, they talked themselves in to partaking of that fruit. Did you know whatever you fill your heart up with, your actions will begin to take, take root and you'll begin to act that out. You see, and when they did, see, start with, they didn't know the fruit was going to be good. It could have been bitter. It could have tasted horrible, you know. I've seen, I've seen cakes, you know, and things that look good, and somebody forgot to put the sugar in and put salt in instead, and you eat that, and oh, man, it was lousy. You see, but it looked good. You see, but what they did, they kept on, and then Satan come in and interjected a thought and said, who said you couldn't eat of the tree? See, always watch out for a, a, a well-placed thought by the enemy. You'll be going through a trial or going through a test and all of a sudden a thought will come to your mind and the thought will say, well, nobody cares about you. Nobody loves you. You're just a nobody. And if you're not careful, you'll pick that up. You'll start thinking about it. 
And then if you start talking it and start talking it and start thinking about it, start meditating on you, you see that thought is beginning to try to get into your heart. And it's beginning to try to be a deposit in the heart. See, a thought just doesn't go in your heart. You have to deposit in your heart through thinking and talking and meditating on it. Like Adam and Eve kept talking about it and talking about it. And, 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 and at first they didn't partake, but eventually they did. Now I want to say this. A person, now these, this is a spiritual law. Now if you understand it, you understand why some people have victory and other people are depressed. You know, James Moffat's translation says this, for the, the mouth utters what it's, the heart is full of. See, not only does the mouth utter it, you, your actions begin to, to, to work toward what you're full of. The New American Standard says, uh, from the fullness of the heart the mouth speaks, or from a, a storehouse of good or a storehouse of evil. See, we're storing things in our lives every day. You know, that's the reason you see all these advertisements. That's the reason all these politicians have been calling you up, trying to get you to store their name in your heart, trying to get you to deposit your name into their heart. And they're spending thousands and thousands, millions and millions and millions of dollars to try to get their deposit into your heart. And, and you have to constantly resist it, constantly not answer the phone, constantly, who is that calling? You know, look, you know. So it's, it's a spiritual fight to keep those deposits out and keep your, your heart full of joy. I had to call a minister that lives down in the coast area because I saw in a vision that he got so Im involved in politics so much that he couldn't even sleep at night. Did you know that can happen? You can get so involved in something, you, get, you just get pure jittery and so you just get, you, then, then you get ornery and mean and nasty if you ain't careful. And I had to call him up. I said, now listen now, you need to turn that TV off. Turn your radio off and get in the good word of God because it's, it's affecting your spirit. It's affecting your thinking. Now you should be informed and you should make right decisions, but once you know what you're going to do, just do it and forget it. You don't need to hear anything else. You don't need to hear four years or something, you know. But anyway, let me move on. That's another story. <laughs> but every day I'm depositing things. See, every day somebody's trying to get into my life. Something's trying to get into my life. Every day uh, through, through, you know, people are constantly trying to pull us into their arguments, pulling us into their fights, pulling us into their bitterness, pulling us into their anger. It's theirs, but they want us to be involved in it. And you have to stay, you have to, you, have to, you have to fight the good fight of faith to keep from going into it. You know, Proverbs says this in Proverbs chapter 4, Enter not into the path of the wicked. Go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass by it. Turn from it. Don't go that way. You see, in other words, it used four phrases to tell you, you listen, you're going to have to resist. You're going to have to put up some fight to keep some things out of your life. Because if you don't, somebody will pull you into something that you, that you, don't, you don't belong in, in your life. Now, let me say this. You cannot, now this is spiritual law I'm talking about, you cannot commit suicide, just commit suicide. Did you know that? You know why? Because your spirit will resist you killing yourself. Your spirit will fight tooth and nail to stay alive and stay on this earth. It'll fight. It's only, it's only when people fill their hearts up with anger, bitterness, sorrows, discouragements, disappointments, 
hurts and pains. When they fill their heart up and it gets so full, then the abundance of the heart causes them to act, causes their mouth to speak and their body to act that way. And then and only then are they able to kill themselves. Because you've got a spirit in your, within you, whether you're born again or not, you are created in the image of God, and that spirit will fight tooth and nail to keep you from harming your life. But if you deposit the wrong things and keep depositing that anger, the bitterness, the hurts, the pains, the disappointments, and then you just meditate on it and think on it and talk about it and talk about it and meditate on it and think about it and talk about it, your heart will get so full of that that you pass a certain spiritual law and you're able to flow into an area you don't belong. There are a lot of people, their life ends up in pure tragedy because they do not watch what kind of deposits they're putting in their mind and their heart. See, it first goes in the mind, but once it gets deposited in the heart, it becomes a faith. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing whatever you hear, that will cause some kind of faith in your life. Whether faith in God or, or faith in something else. But faith comes that way. Or, or as Job said, the things that I feared the most has come upon me. The way he said that. The things that I feared the most. See, start with, he ought to have been dealing with the fear. He ought to have been saying, I, I'm telling right now, devil. Of course, now he didn't have the knowledge we have today, but he did have some knowledge. He had the knowledge of, you know, certain things God had revealed to him. He could have used that amount of knowledge and God would have protected him. And now that's another message I won't go into. <laughs> you know, people think the devil's smart and he, the Bible says stay on the alert because he is crafty. He's always sneaking around, lurking around. But did you know when he went to God, he said, God, he said, I, the Lord said, have you, have you uh, considered my servant Job? He says, no. He said, you've built a hedge around him. I can't even get to him. I can't even get to him. He didn't even see the hedge, that hole, the hedge that Job of fear had, had. He would eventually saw it, but at that time he hadn't even seen it. I don't know why the Lord pointed it out, but he did. But anyway, we're living in, in another age, thank God. Did you know you cannot, now listen, you cannot, this is spiritual law, just go out and rob a bank. Your spirit will resist it. I mean, you remember what your mom told you. Boy, don't be out stealing. Your grandpa, hey boy, don't you steal that. Hey boy, don't you put that in your pocket. You say, you've been a thief. You know, you can remember all that stuff. It'll come rolling up. You know why? Because it was put in your heart. Most people, you know, even, even people not been born again, it's been put in their heart, you know, right and wrong to a certain basic extent. Not everybody, but most. And your spirit always resists doing wrong. But did you know you can talk yourself into doing what's not the wrong things? See, I, you know, I come over and I say, hey, Pastor, you need some money? He says, yeah, I always need money. Sure, everybody needs money. I know where we can get some. Say, say where at? Where at? Well, <laughs> down the road. You, you want us to go get some of it? What we got to do about it? We're going to go rob a bank. You know, the first thought was A.G. would say, no, I ain't going to go rob no bank. And that's the first thing we'd say. That'd be the first thing, right. 
But now if we go down to the bar and start talking and drinking, and I get to talking to him, and I get to explain him. Look now, <laughs> Brother Brian, I've figured this out. I know where we can park the car, and I know exactly how we can run in and run out. It won't take it about 30 seconds, and we can get a bag full of money. And he, he might resist it the first time or two. But after a few drinks and come back a few weeks and we keep drinking, keep talking about it, you know. And I, we ain't supposed to be in the bar to start with, right? <laughs> but anyway, we're in the bars and drinking. And then all of a sudden he said, you know, that don't sound bad. I mean, we'll get some money and, and we'll, 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 let's do that. So we run out and then the headlines the next day. Brother Brian got shot at, <laughs> or trying to hold up the bank in a robbery. I forgot to tell him that. You can get shot doing that. <laughs> But, you know, your spirit will resist anything it hears that, that doesn't go along with your, your spirit to begin with. But if you keep talking, if you keep talking, if you keep thinking about it, if you keep talking about it and thinking about it, you know what it will start depositing in your heart. And Jesus said once it gets deposited in the heart, once it gets in there, it'll in abundance, then you can act it out. You'll act it out automatically because your heart is full of it. See, see, whatever you're full of, you'll talk about all day long. Tell, tell your neighbor that. Whatever you're full of, you'll talk about all day long. All day. And that's the reason I know, you know, around our area, you know, a lot of people love race cars because that's all they talk about all the time, you know. You see, so whatever gets in the heart in abundance comes out eventually. However, now this is a good spiritual law. I can change my heart. I can change the deposits of my heart. The Bible says, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he reap. So I can start sowing good seed. I can start sowing good things. I can start sowing. Proverbs says, if a man would have friends, he must show himself friendly. So I can show myself friendly. I can be kind. I can be friendly. I can be loving. You see, if you want friends, you have to sow it in abundance. <coughs> that don't mean everybody will be friends to you, but that means you will sow enough seed that you, you, will, you will manifest friends. But you have to do it in, a, in, a, in an abundant way, in a sense that it, it produces such seed that, that it will manifest. You can't be friendly today and unfriendly tomorrow. How you doing? All right. <laughs> and then tomorrow I say, hey, how you doing? Then you meet me next day, how you, how you doing? Well, I'm doing all right. Why do you care? You don't want to care what I'm doing. You see, no, people, people won't know how to approach you. You know, they don't know what mood you're in. You ever everybody say, he's moody. He's moody today. Watch him today. You better lock him up in a room today. He needs to be locked up. You ever felt like you need to be locked up? I have. I felt like they need to lock me up and lock the key up until I come out in a better mood before. You see. <laughs> and the way you change that mood is the deposits of the heart. The love of God is flowing in me. I have the love of God in my heart. The love of God is shed in my heart. The joy, peace, patience, kindness is flowing out of my heart. I used to, I used to do that a lot, you know, say it. I'd run into problems, you know, and I'd say, hey, I'm getting moody. So I'd take down in Galatians 21 where it says, Joy, joy, the spirit of joy, fruits of the spirit. And I'd talk, I'd all day long talk it. Get up the next day. The love of God flowing out of my heart. Patience is flowing out of my heart. Peace is flowing out of my heart. 
So I didn't know exactly what I was doing, but I was depositing that back into my spirit. And then once you get a full deposit of heart, then all of a sudden it's easy to be loving. It's easy to be friendly. It's easy to be kind. You know why? Because it just flows right out. Why? Your heart's full of it. What you're full of, you'll talk about. It's the reason people gossip all the time. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to get ready to close it down here. And, you know, I'm, you don't have to turn there, but in Philippians, the Bible says this, Whatever things are honest, pure, lovely, good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. You see, if you really want the peace of God, if you want God kind of peace, you've got to think on things that bring peace. Now, I was with a... a, a now, I want to say this. Wonderful ministers of God about two years ago. Real, they love God with all their heart. But when I was with them that day, and I was with them more than one day, in a, something didn't seem right in the spirit realm. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I knew it wasn't there. I, you know, I know joy when I see joy. I feel joy when I know it's there. You know, I can sense something. And I kept, the whole time I was there, I was with them ministering, me and my wife, and I kept trying to pick up in my spirit. Now, what is that? What is, what's causing this in the, in the spirit realm, in the atmosphere? And the Lord didn't say anything to me, but about two weeks later, all of a sudden I had an open-eyed vision, and I saw in the spirit realm, and then he, I saw a certain scene, and he says, what was wrong was, they were not thinking on whatever's lovely. Did you know some subjects are not necessarily bad, but did you know they're not lovely? Yeah. You know, it's the same way about all this pop political mess going on. It's not lovely. And if you just sit around and talk about that 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 and talk about that, did you know you'll have a heavy atmosphere in your home? You'll, you'll carry a heavy atmosphere with you. And it'll suck the joy right out of you. And you're together, but you're not enjoying one another's presence. You know why? Because there ain't nothing there to enjoy, you know. There ain't nothing there to bring life to you. And, you know, you have to be careful. It's, 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 it's not what you just say or <coughs> think about, but it makes up what you see, what you think on, and what you deposit in your heart. <coughs> you know, poor old children today, they don't get to watch Tony the Tiger commercials. <laughs> they get to watch, you know, uh, have your teeth been pulled out? We got some, some teeth we want to save for 1995, and we got some stop-up pills and unstop-up pills and <laughs> plug-me-ups and unplug-me's. And all, my, all my mail I get now is uh, burial plots, false teeth, canes, crutches, all kinds of stuff like that. I met all kinds of, I mean, stacks of it every day. Like buzzards out there trying to get hold of my body, you know. <laughs> but when I was growing up, you could turn on the TV and, and it would, TV was full of good things. Andy Griffith, all kinds of programs. You didn't have to scan or watch what children were watching. Anything you watch was already watched. They had monitors. They had people to watch it to make sure it was decent and wholesome. But today, 
I mean, even if you're watching a family program on the commercials are just filthy or dirty or on the edge of it or whatever. And so you have to really be careful what children see today and what's going into their little hearts, you see, what's going into them. Now let me give this last illustration here and then I'm going to close it out. You know, let me say this. The prodigal son, if you look into his life, he didn't just leave his farm. He thought about leaving and talked about leaving and meditated on leaving way before he ever left. Did you know you do things, you do things within yourself way before it ever manifests? I mean, I'll, I'll say, well, I guess it's time to go cut the grass. I don't want to do it, but I got to go do it. It's 97 degrees. The grass is two foot tall, and I got to get out of it. We got to go. You see, and you have to, it's what you say to yourself, you see. You have to deposit some energy in you to get yourself to go out there. So we're always depositing things in our heart. We're always storing things in our heart. We're always, you know, somebody will say something, we'll store it within us. We don't necessarily let it go all the way down the heart, but it's in that brain, it's in that mind, and it can always come back up. You're going to have to cast it down or receive it. You know, we have to, have to cast down thoughts. But Kenneth Hagin said this, I heard him in his testimony say this, when he was 15, 16 years of age, he was lying on his deathbed uh, with five major diseases. And, and, and five uh, uh, doctors told him he was going to die and there was no cure for his disease. And he said he would lay on the bed and at the time he says he could only see like 45, see clearly about 45 to 60 minutes a day. Then he said everything was a big blur. Like he could see a shadow on a form, but he couldn't figure out who, who it was or, or, or a person. So, so the Lord had dealt with him that in the answer to his prayers or the answer he needed was in Mark 11, 23 and 24. Mark chapter 11, 23 and 24. So every day he would wake up and as soon as he could see he said he would spend that 45 minutes. He said sometimes it'd take him 10 minutes to turn his Bible to that scripture. He, he was paralyzed from the waist down, his partially paralyzed from the up. And he said, but he would read that scriptures over and over and over again, Mark 11, 23 and 24, trying to figure out what it meant, trying to understand what it meant. And he said he knew in, in about, about, within about an hour, 45 minutes an hour, he wouldn't be able to see, so he would read the scriptures and memorize it. Then when his eyes would go dim, he'd quote it over and over and over. He'd quote it to himself, trying to understand it, he said. And then he tried to get some preachers to come and to help him to understand it, but they never did come. And uh, so, so every day, he, he said, after his eyes would go dim, he said sometime all night long, he'd sit up in all night, couldn't sleep, need to go over and over and over to his scriptures. He said in a period of seven months, he must have muttered to himself, Mark 11, 23, and 24, 10,000 times in a seven-month period. See, he didn't know what he was doing, but he was depositing or making the deposit in his heart. And did you know at the end of the seven months, the Spirit of the Lord moved on when he saw how faith worked, when he saw what those scriptures would do for you. He acted on those scriptures, and healing came down. He said within an hour, he was standing up out of the bed, completely made whole and then lived to almost 88 years of age. It was it. What was it that did it? It was the deposit of the heart. 
He kept depositing, even though he didn't know what he was doing. He deposited and deposited and deposited and deposited and deposited. Well, just think what you can do if you know what you're doing. If I know how to apply a scripture and put it in my life. And that's the reason sometimes, you know, the devil trying to throw all these thoughts on your, your mind and try to get you to take a thought of worry and care and all that. You know what I do? I take the Bible down and I, I start reading it. Sometimes I read it off and all, on all day long. I say, casting all my cares on the Lord, for he cares for me. Casting all my cares on the Lord, for he cares for me. Casting all my cares on the Lord, for he cares for me. Oh, praise God, he cares for me. And I can tell you what, you keep saying that, and keep saying that, and keep saying that, and all of a sudden your heart will get full, and then all of a sudden, praise God, God cares for me, and everything's going to be all right. <laughs> you see, you got to redeposit your heart sometimes. Redeposit your thinking. I said a while ago that was the last statement. One more time, because this one's important. Um, you know, Jesus in Luke uh, 17, 6 talked about mustard seed faith. A little seed. Faith as a seed. Just a little seed. Now, let me say this. If I would say, I quote a scripture from Psalms, one of my favorites, Psalms David said, the Lord is the strength of my life. If I made that, just, just make that statement, the Lord is the strength of my life. Now, that don't seem like it really does anything for you. But if I say it again, the Lord is the strength of my life. Then I do it again with more enthusiasm. The Lord is the strength of my life. God is the strength of my life. See, each confession builds on that confession and it forms a deposit. And when that heart is full of it, faith comes by hearing and all of a sudden you draw from God's strength. You see, it's a spiritual law <coughs> that if you get weak, <coughs> you can find certain scriptures and if you meditate in them and speak them and utter them out long enough, They'll root in your heart and they'll become alive in your heart. Amen. One more vision. Can I share a vision with you I have? I was with some ministers in a minister's conference or, or a ministers getting together this year. When I sat down, I looked over and I saw in the spirit realm a minister sitting all the way at the end and I saw that he was depressed a little bit. He, didn't, he hadn't lost a victory, but he is a little depressed. And the Lord told me, it says, because he's thinking weak. Did you know if you start thinking weak, if you start letting down your thinking, if you start walking weak and talking weak and acting weak, did you know you'll become weak? Now, I didn't learn this from myself. In the vision, when Jesus appeared to me in 1977, he showed me this. He told me this. But he says, Joe, in the book of Joel, the Bible says, Let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the weak say, I'm strong. And they were about to go out and do battle, you see. So if you ever start getting weak, start saying this, I'm strong in the Lord. The Lord is my strength. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. 
You see, and all of a sudden you'll get your thinking back where it belongs. I'm seated with Christ. I'm in Christ. I'm somebody in Christ. I'm not weak. I'm strong. I can do what I have to do. I can work my job, or I can teach my children, or I can be the parent to my children. I can. You see, once you start inserting that in and making that confession and build that heart up, all of a sudden faith or the anointing, the anointing of God's Word, the anointing of the Holy Spirit will begin to, he says, garrison up your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And all of a sudden, boy, that peace and power of God will begin to flow in your life. It's not complicated, just something you have to do. You have to take the time to build your own heart up. Sometimes it may take a day, sometimes two days, four days. I've, I've, known, I've dealt with things for weeks before I got myself built back up to, to the level it needed to be, depending on what it is. You may you see you've got to spend the amount of time in it you need. People spend all that money to go to a psychiatrist and get psychiatrists to analyze them and all that, and all they do is sit there and talk negative things, and they may help you a little bit. But I tell you what, this spiritual law right here will help you a lot if you deposit, make deposits in your heart. Let us pray. Our Father, we are so grateful, Lord, that the Word of God gives us that spiritual life and energy we need. We thank you, Lord, that we have within our own selves the ability from the Word of God to speak life into our life and health into our health into our bodies. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the divine guidance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Lord, we're going to praise you for it and we're going to thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Now let's just begin to pray a minute. Let's just get in contact with the Holy Spirit in a little deeper realm. Make that spiritual connection. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for helping us. Thank you, Father, for helping us to raise our children. Thank you, Lord, helping us to be the the fathers we need to be to our children, the the mothers we need to be to our children. and And thank you, Lord, for helping us to be the husbands to our wives and families. And thank you for helping us, Lord, to be the wives to our husband and our kids. Father, we thank you for your grace, your anointing, your strength, Lord, to, to do our jobs, to go in and do the job we're called on to do every day in life. Lord, your grace is made sufficient even in our weaknesses, Lord. We draw from that strength and energy. We draw from it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We praise you for it. We praise you for it, Lord. We praise you for it and thank you for it. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you and worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. All right, let's stand up if you can. Now, if you're not able to, that's fine. Let's stand up and praise the Lord just a moment. Just worship Him. Let's just worship Him and thank Him. Give Him praise and glory. Give Him honor. Give Him the worship that He's due to. Thank You, Lord. Oh, we thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Lord. We praise You and worship You, Lord. We give You praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. We praise You and worship You, Jesus. We praise You and worship You, Father. We glorify Your name, Lord. Thank You, Jesus.
We praise you and worship you, Father. We praise and worship you, Lord. Give you glory and give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you and give you glory, Lord. We praise you and give you glory, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right, be seated just for a moment, if you would. And then I'm going to get ready to close out. I'm going just a little bit longer than I intended, but let me wait just a minute on the Lord and see if I see. I have not seen anything as of yet that I especially need to minister to, so I'm going to close out if I don't pick up anything in the Spirit. I'm not going to waste people's time today. Because there are times everybody's needs are pretty well met. Everything's doing good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Is, is anybody in here looking a job? or any, Is anybody here needing a job? Anybody in here looking a job or needing a job of any kind? All right, I don't see anything. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <clears throat> we praise you and worship you, Lord. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait. Uh, I'm going to wait up here a few minutes after the service. There's no use to prolong the service. I don't really feel anything special uh, to minister in today or on. I think the message itself is enough today. But if you have a need today and you'd like prayer, I'm going to wait up here a few minutes after the service, and then you can come on up and we'll pray for you. And then that way we won't hold up everybody because I know people have things they have to do. But I like to say this, God bless you. I've enjoyed being with you today, and thank you for allowing me to come. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory. Amen. Did you get something out of that message? Yeah. 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 It minister to you. You see some things that you can say, hey, I can step up a level by changing some things. Yes. Amen. 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 A lot of times, some uh, ministry like that, it'll show you, oh, that's what I've been doing. I missed that, but now I see it. That's the, and that's the Holy Spirit bringing just the right message to help you see what will help you move to that next yes. level that God has had planned for you the whole time. Yes. Amen. 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 So, Father, I just we just praise you. We <coughs> worship you. Thank you so much. Uh, for Brother Donald and Jenny, we just give you the glory and we thank you. We appreciate them. Yes. We honor them, Lord, and we just praise you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your graciousness. Thank you for everything that you are doing, Lord. I just thank you that you are meeting the need <coughs> of every person. Lord, we worship you. Lord, let our lives be lives of worship. Lord, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, Our spiritual service of worship, let us give our lives a holy sacrifice acceptable unto you. And let that worship be lives of worship, not just on Sunday morning, but every day, every decision, every thought, every deposit that we put in. Let us worship you by depositing your word and your life into our life so that it may come out and manifest your will throughout this earth as we are the hands and the feet, the salt and the light. And we just thank you for it and we praise you for it, Lord. We honor you and we worship you in Jesus' name.
Amen. 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 Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank yes. you for joining us. Have a great, great, blessed week. Amen. Yes. Amen. Praise God.